looking trophy. Well, no, I'm on PlayStation Podcast in the Oceanians. My name's Don Blight. Joining me, as always, Ashley Hobley. Hey, Don. Excited to be here. Another week of PlayStation news. I mean, this, this, I got stuff this week. The stuff that's happened. Things. You played. They won something. How many more VR games did you play? Uh, I just don't think I played any last week. <gasps> I don't know where the fuck my week went. To to be completely honest, what the fuck happened last week? Uh, it was right off. I had like work, I had stock take at work and everything like that, and it was fucking. Yeah. Just, I think it threw me through a threw me through the 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 ringer, as they say. Too much of know. actual reality. Too, Too much of to reality. Virtual yeah. reality. I think there was like a twelve thirteen hour day there that like just fucked me up for several days. But that's fine. Anyway, we're another. We we don't even talk about normal work. We didn't talk about video games and hmm. things and stuff but yes i do want to play more video games because i still got as I've, <laughs> i mentioned it last week as oh i brought it and i was trying to play some before starting recording no i still haven't played any but i still want to jump in and play some of that um down to the dawn one the what's my god one the rush of blood but not rush of blood the sequel to rush of blood the spiritual successor to rush of blood yeah whatever that's called yeah um um, and then I applied. What was I going to say? And then I, I saw today come across the inbox. They were like, "Hey, that game, kill it with fire, the VR version." I'm like, cool. I did play the PC version of that. It was kind of silly. I think it would be funny in VR. Give me that as well. So the VR games don't stop stopping. Is what I'd say. In the tro- in the trophy cabinet this week, gold trophy for Sony winning best publisher of Toys Nito, according to Metacritic. And we hit a platinum for a potential Spider-Man 2 release date leak. But firstly, from Pushware, you must beat Horizon Forbidden West to play PS5 DLC Burning Shores. After a period of uncertainty over whether the DLC would even make its April release date, Sony is now fully tooting the Horizon Forbidden West Burning Shores horn. Pre-orders are now live on the PlayStation Store. But one key detail you might not might not know is you need to beat the game's main, ca- main campaign before you start the PS5 expansion. Burning Shores is a direct follow-up to the story of Horizon Forbidden West, picking up where the plot left off in the main quest named Singularity. Guerrilla Games has highlighted this important factor in a video, which doesn't contain any new footage. What it does tell us, though, is that Burning Shores begins when Aloy receives a call from Silence. While it was fairly obvious he was going to feature in DLC, it's nice to know the late, great Lance Reddick has another voice acting performance for us to enjoy. Uh, so how do you... Do you think it's... Knowing that this is fully... Like, given... Look, for, we're PlayStation Podcasts, the game's months and months old now. As far as I'm concerned, spoilers for Horizon Forbidden West are fully past. If you haven't played it by this stage and you're listening to a PlayStation podcast, I assume you just don't care enough. So... But... Sorry? If you do care, <laughs> uh, you can Talk get it on PS Plus. The, yeah. Yeah. It's on PlayStation Plus. Yeah. And if you, you want to skip ahead, the game. Time, code, time codes are on the podcast, so you can skip ahead if you want. But yes. so, given where the game ends, and you've got this, uh, from what I can even remember, uh, you've got the whole, the people, the carry, the carry moss people come back from space or whatever yes. the weird thing was and then how it seemed like oh we got to prepare and shit's you know like it very much like whatever was chasing them is coming to earth yes yeah, so now that's coming and it had the the game ends with this whole oh shit we got to get prepared like they could be here yes. any minute now sort of thing do you think it's weird that they're, they're like here's a dlc adventure <laughs> no i think that makes sense because obviously the idea of the dlc is you're going to go to hollywood to try and recruit people to come mm-hmm. fight. Yeah. So Silence is going to be like, hey, Aloy, you know, there's some cool people down here. We should go talk to them. There's some information. 
There's some subsystem thing. Yeah, probably. Oh, with Gaia or whatever, yeah. Do you, do you, so, do you also think, because none of the trailers for, for Burning Shores so far have, like, really done, like, story said stuff. much. Do you think it is because it's just so heavily focused on the post-game that they can't yeah, show Yeah, I think that's story? probably why. Yeah. Which also doesn't make a lot of sense. Why, well, yeah, I guess it's interesting. You could probably t- show story stuff that doesn't spoil the ending. No, exactly. So, like, so, or like, get away of showing maybe, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Like, hint at what it could possibly be, but no, it's all like gameplay, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So. I was just like flicking through this trailer here. There is a one shot here where they do have like the full crew, including the the Aloy, whatever her real person. She's a clone. No, of, Omega. Whatever. Something like Omega, that. yeah. Like, she's there. So, I mean, if you haven't played it and you're watching it, you're like, those two look awfully alike. <laughs> yeah, they look, like, kind of look similar. They look so, so, kind of similar. What's the, what's the story of that? So, Are you excited for the DLC? It's not far away, a couple weeks, 19th of April? Yeah, I mean, it, obviously, it's the next big PlayStation thing. Um, it'll be nice to jump back in. Uh, gave us a good... It's like, hey, you should jump back in, like, do a couple of missions, like, fly around a bit. I'm like, yeah, I probably should. That's, just, that's something I could do in the next couple of weeks. I didn't platinum the game, so there's like a bunch of missions and other stuff that's still left undone. Mm. Uh, yeah, maybe, you know. It's good that they're giving this warning, uh, unlike the last DLC, which is like... <laughs> uh, it's interesting, because obviously the last DLC was like, you had to do certain things before you could unlock it and that kind of stuff, and it was at a certain point in the game, and yeah. you had to talk to certain people and stuff, so... Uh, for it to be like clear cut, finish the game, and then this will happen. You can talk to Silence, and then you'll go and go to this other map. I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, I presume it's a fairly straightforward way to surely just to boot up the DLC and yeah, non convoluted. So yeah, it'll just be a matter of getting back into the rhythm of playing the game, playing the game. Because that yeah. was my problem with Forbidden. No. Frozen, frozen wilds, wilds. Yeah, that was my problem when I did the frozen wild thing and I did it on stream. I just had to drop the difficulty down to super easy because I couldn't remember how to play the game. Yeah, I was just dying. I'm like, I can't remember what's good against this. I can't remember what the yeah. So, you should probably have like a tutorial. <laughs> it's like, mm. here's how to do everything again. <laughs> a quick rundown. It's like it's a, it's a hard it's a hard thing. DLCs, expansions like this, especially when a game has a not so like Horizon has like a super complicated combat system, but it does have a system, a certain amount of depth. Yeah, yeah. There's a certain amount of depth to what uh, elemental bows and particular things you, that when you're playing it, when you're going through the rhythm, you you pick up and when you're playing it, like sort of every night or every couple of nights or even once a week, you're sort of in the zone. But then when you go months and months without playing, you try and pick it back up. You're like, what the fuck am I? <laughs> what am I doing? I can't remember. So yeah, we'll be interesting. So, uh, all right. Big news story that sort of broke this morning as we were recording. That is sort of wild, but uh, Polygon writes, Multiverses is going offline relaunch plan for 2024. They write, Multiverses, the multiplayer platform fighting game from Warner Brothers and PlayerFest Games is being pulled from digital stores on April 4th and will go offline, meaning it will become largely unplayable in June. The developer announced Monday that it's pausing updates and taking the game offline for a relaunch relaunch of multiverses which is targeted for early 2024 tony hyun 
co-founder and CEO play first games announced the temporary closure of multiverses and update in the game's website. It's the first official update that player first has provided since November when the developer brought Marvin, the Martin, uh, and season two content to the game. Marvin, the Martian, Marvin, the Martian. Sorry. What did I say? Marvin, the Marvin, the Martin. Uh, since then, the game's remaining players have remained largely in the dark about the fate of multiverses and have been desperate for new content. He can address the game's noticeable lack of updates in his announcement. Quote, we know there's still a lot of work to do. As a, result, we have, as a result, we have a clearer view of what we need to focus on, specifically the content cadence of new characters, maps, and modes to give you more ways to enjoy the game, along with updated netcode and more matchmaking improvements. We'll also be reworking the progression system based on your feedback and looking at new ways for you to connect with your friends in the game. To do this right way, the right way, we'll be closing Multiverse's open beta on June 25th, 2023. As part of the process, we'll be pausing updates and taking the game offline as we prepare for the launch of Multiverse's, which we're targeting for early 2024. Ash, did you remember that Multiverse's was in open beta? No. <laughs> I thought it had been released. <laughs> you know? We're in this weird era where early access open betas, you know, it's all... <laughs> It's all a blur. I mean, in my opinion, if you're doing, if you're up to your second season pass, yeah, you're released. <laughs> yeah, or at least you're in early access. You know, yeah, not open beta. Um, yeah, I mean, this is an interesting story. Uh, just you know, obviously the player base has like dropped it off considerably. Uh, the game has been, like they said, very little details have been released since uh, an update back in November. Like, um. So obviously they've been doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes and like, I'm sure they've been inundated with questions. So um, I guess it's good that they're giving this update. Uh, and yeah, it's interesting because it's kind of a similar thing to the guys at over at Knockout City who are like, we're going to shut the game down because we need to do, we can't maintain, we can't be maintaining the game while also trying to, do all these improvements and at least they weren't th- open beta <laughs> that's true they 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 sold their game though so yeah they I mean, sold the game people brought it and they ran it, it for a while they yeah they were like now nah, guys to to improve the game we we've we've got to stop working on this one so we can commit we can to the commit to one. something better um so yeah i mean that's cool i guess six seven months to recalibrate the game uh yeah, I mean, it was fun while what was there. I mean, I'm excited. <laughs> it <was> fun while lasted. <laughs> it was fun while it's like, yeah. Um, I haven't pl- I haven't played it in like a few months, so uh, got till June. Yeah, I've got till June to get the season pass. Like, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just kind of feel bad for all the people who you know invested a bunch of time and money into it. Um, but you know, hopefully they're coming back next year. I mean. Yeah, it's an interesting one whether they actually will come back or not because <laughs> it's so it, yeah, it's kind of weird this game, this type of game development. Let's so yes, what I can't say anything like this has happened before. We, I mean, stuff with early access and like people who like the whole like, do people get refunds? Do they not like not for this so extended amount of period? I mean, yeah. everybody points at Final Fantasy fourteen for like finding a way to come back. Um, yep. So there is that always game was hope, dead. but that game was dead and it was reborn. Yeah, and it was reborn. It was a realm reborn, some would say. Some would say that. The realm yeah. was reborn, yeah. Um, so whether this can have a similar kind of thing, because obviously there's a lot of potential there. Um, this first season was very strong with a bunch of characters and regular updates and that kind of stuff. So um, 
whether they quickly learned they couldn't maintain that uh, and just need a long, longer runway to prepare the content that they need. You know, like they need to be like a couple of months ahead of um, what they're going to do and licensing and that kind of stuff. So, hmm. yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see whether it actually comes back because obviously it was in won a bunch of awards and that kind of stuff. So, the, it's a good game. It's just, yeah, how do you keep a game like that alive uh, with that model? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird. Uh, for people wondering, they did write, all progress and previously earned or purchased content will carry over when Multiverses returns in early 2024. This includes unused Gleamium, Battle Pass tokens, character tickets, and any other in-game items. All content will carry over to the game next year. Yep. And technically, you can still play it, like, locally. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, like the training lab and that stuff will be open. We'll so, see. And you can play. We'll see. <laughs> play of friends locally in the training lab i think we'll see wait until wait until you can't you'll boot up the game you go to click x to get to the main menu and they're like nah <laughs> nah dude can't even do local but yeah definitely one of the the most interesting beta slash early access type of things that's happened in recent memory again uh, the most shocking thing is that it was in still in open beta yeah, I, it's so funny because I saw a screenshot on Twitter where someone's like, this was at the start of the game and everyone had to click, yeah, they accept it or whatever. I'm like, who the, A, who reads that shit? B, who the fuck remembers that? Like, Yeah. I guarantee, I want to know the person I mean, that's there. at the start of every video game and not every single video game is in open beta. Yeah. I want to know the person who wasn't shocked by this. The person who wasn't caught off guard and like, what the fuck? So, point me in their direction. Because everyone this morning, as far as I could see on Twitter, everyone's going, that shit was in beta? <laughs> they're in season three or what, season two, whatever they're up to. Yeah. What the fuck is going on? VG247 writes, Microsoft says it hasn't pulled any games from PlayStation following recent Redfall comments. After recent comments from Redfall game desire Harvey Smith about Microsoft not wanting Redfall on PS5, the company has stated it hasn't, quote, pulled any games from PlayStation. In a recent interview of IGN France, Smith spoke about the transition to being owned by Microsoft, noting that once acquired, quote, was a change with capital A, capital C. They came in and said, no PlayStation. We're focusing on Xbox, PC, and Game Pass, end quote. This comes after repeated pushes from Sony that Microsoft is taking games away from PlayStation. Now in a statement to Eurogamer, Microsoft has said it isn't doing that, as evidenced by Bethesda published titles like Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo still being on PlayStation 5. Quote, we haven't pulled any games from PlayStation. In fact, we've expanded our footprint of games that we've shipped on Sony's PlayStation since our acquisition of ZeniMax. And the first two games we shipped after closing with PlayStation 5 exclusives we did the same thing since our closing of minecraft as we extended the reach of that franchise all of the games that were available on playstation when we acquired xenomax in march 2021 are still available on playstation and we've continued to to do content updates on playstation pc we have always said that the future decisions of whether to distribute xenomax games for other consoles will be made on a case-by-case basis VGC, VG247 continues with the obvious thing of saying, now obviously both Deathloop and Ghostwire were only console exclusives for a limited time. The former now available on Xbox and later coming to the platform soon. 
Sony's more talking about titles like Starfield, which is exclusive to Xbox on console, but a PlayStation release was never announced anyway, so whether Microsoft is really taking anything from Sony here is up for debate. What do you reckon? Was Redfall, if they were like in the background developing this, etc., working on it, was there a world where it may have been coming to PlayStation? Yes. Assuming it was <laughs> assuming it was being it was in development before the, the acquisition went through, which I it assume was a, is the it, case. It was a hundred percent development before the I mean, in that case through. it was definitely planned to go on everything. <laughs> like why would you make a multiplayer co op game uh and not want to be available on every single platform? You know what I mean? Uh unless you're a console exclusive, which you know, it happens to be now. Um Yeah. I yeah. I mean, the, again, the same case with for Starfield. Like everybody expected that to come to PlayStation before the deal went through. Um, if they, I imagine Bethesda were working on it for PlayStation, uh, or like had plans to uh, bring it to the platform. Um, but the acquisition deal went through, and they they went, no, it's going to be exclusive. So, yeah. Same with uh, Senua. I assume that same thing. So many of these games, I imagine. I don't plans. think. So. I reckon Hellblade is. I, I'd say Hellblade only happened because of Microsoft. I reckon they got. I reckon their money. I reckon the money. I'm sure it helped. That game and probably changed the game scale greatly. But. I don't think they started development until Xbox brought them for that one. Whereas we we know that Redfall, Redfall, what the fuck is it called? Redfall and uh, Starfield. They were both in development prior to the acquisition, 110%. Mm. So it's it's not even something I care about because as we spoke about when the acquisition happened, Xbox, Microsoft, whatever, like keeping these games exclusive and off PlayStation, I'm like, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. That's That fine. makes sense. It's they just paid a weird, for it. It's, fine. it's just a weird thing to do this whole weird press release where they're like, you know, no, games no. like Deathloop and stuff on there, I'm like, you were you contractually were, obligated. Were, yeah, I was like, you were contractually <laughs> obligated because there was a signed deal to say that it was a PlayStation exclusive, at least for a limited amount of time. So you were sort of, you had to for those two. They're not good examples. We're talking about if when you purchased Bethesda, was there a test kit for a PS5 version of Redfall, which there probably was, and you said, hey, stop trying to make the game work on PlayStation. It doesn't even matter. Just focus on this, which again, that's fine. I kind of would have preferred if they just said that. Like, like just... Like, yeah, we did. Yeah. Like, just put our statement and be like, yes. But that's because wa- <laughs> this is in the wake of the Activision Blizzard thing going on at the moment that they have to like, no, we don't pull video games that were, you know... Yeah. But I mean, technically, technically, it was never announced for PlayStation, so it's not like they pulled it. Yeah. It's like, were they developing it and probably testing it at the same time on uh, multiple platforms, including platform PlayStation? Yeah, of course yes. they were, because they were expecting to release it on multiple platforms. Yeah. Yeah. Starfield so, would have been the same. I mean, in that story, you could highlight all the place, all the Xbox games, uh, the Minecraft games you released on PlayStation and that kind of stuff, and yeah. could have they're highlighted like, oh, that a bit more like, and that st- kind of stuff. We still put out Minecraft games. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that was also part of the deal. Like, We haven't pulled any games off the store, is what, yeah. you know. You should like, you should use this opportunity to talk about all the games that you've released on PlayStation. Yeah. Since the deal went through. I mean, yeah. It's a- we fucking put out all the games on we put out all the Minecraft games on PlayStation. I'm like, 
Say Minecraft Dungeons? Yes, yeah. that one. Cool. You mean as part of the deal when you purchased whatever the studio's name is? Fuck, I can't even remember. Mine Studios? Craft, Mojang, that's it. When you purchased Mojang and the deal was you had to keep Minecraft on everything, that was part of the deal? Like it's a known thing? Yep. It was part of the deal? So what they're saying is they do follow their contractually obligated requirements. Which is fine. <laughs> like just don't try and fucking twist it into yeah, make you sound like the... The good guys? The good guys, yeah. Whatever. Uh, the six axis, six axis writes, actor leaks the Marvel Spider-Man 2 release date. Tony Todd, the very first Candyman, and also the voice of Venom in Marvel Spider-Man 2 from Insomniac Games, has made a fake pass on social media. Faux pas. Oh, yeah, true. I read that. I missed a pass. I was like, that's a weird thing. Uh, Faux pas on social media and told everyone that when the game is coming out. According to Todd, the Spider-Man 2 release date will be in September <gasps> this year. And it will be preceded by massive advertising campaign. Since his tweet, which he has not deleted, <laughs> Todd has tried to backtrack on his comments and suggest that it was all a fever dream brought on by jet lag. The Spider-Man 2 release date <laughs> leak does line up with an announcement from creative director Brian Insler, Insler on the PS blog last December where he said... Quote, what a year it's been for PlayStation Studios here at Somniac Games. We've been in absolute awe of the work of our peers. Congratulations, everyone, on a successful 2022. And here's the next year being just as exciting as we continue to get Marvel Spider-Man 2 ready for release next fall. Guess what, Ash? Fall is in September. If you Ooh. Live in America. Whoa. Crazy. Yeah, um, this... I mean, yeah. The game's coming out in September. I'm shocked. Are you shocked? No, I'm not shocked. <laughs> I think we'd all speculated that's probably when it was around that period of time is when it was going to come out. So, uh, yeah, I mean, and it's also unsurprising that, you know, he would be the one to kind of drop the ball. But, you know, maybe it's not. Maybe it's another uh, goofy voice actor situation when the game's not coming out for another six years. Maybe, but you know why I reckon he's like if he's saying stuff about the advertising campaigns because like Sony's potentially already booked him in for uh, to do stuff, appearances and, that yeah, kind of stuff. and stuff, stuff like that in the lead up to release. Or so, yeah, that's the potential difference. Because the thing is, he's Venom, right? He's also I want to say big actor because he's not like fucking Tom Cruise. He's a known actor, right? Especially if you, I know who is Candyman, right? You, yeah. I don't, like he's in he's in a bunch of horror things too um the so having him being in the games a big deal to some people they haven't advertised venom they've had one trailer a little hint at it i think a big part of the advertising is going to become about venom so you're gonna have to have him and a lot of marketing and behind the scenes and whatever else so yeah um pick a day september like you're really putting September 15th September 8th there we I'll, go. Go, I'll go a week before you before you you heard it here folks you've heard it here second hands from Tony Todd last week's story for the week Metacritic has released its annual video game publisher rankings Rats Presta 
There are a few things that generate buzz in the gaming industry more than review scores, with one other great example being arguments over brand loyalty. So what better way to spend the end of a busy week, writes Kieran, than to sit down and have a nice cup of tea and, list of, and a big list of video game publishers ranked by the review scores or everything they publish Sorry, one thing. So you said September 5th, right? No, 8th. September 8th. Do you know what come out September 6th? No. Starfield. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. So go head to head that week. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, okay. Okay, I'm not, I'm not backing down. That makes sense. Continue. <laughs> so over at the thing, they dinner. They dinner. The Metacritic publishers from there. Metacritic ranks publishers from worst to best on this list based on a point system calculated according to the following four factors. So they said average Metacritic for all games released in 2022, 150 possible points were awarded at 1.5 times the average Metacritic score. Two percentage of scored products with good reviews medic score of at least 75 100 possible points example 80 percent good equals 80 points three percentage of scored products with bad reviews 49 or lower in this case a lower percentage is better 100 possible points example 20 percent equals bad equals 80 points four number of great titles meta score of 90 or higher uh, minimum of seven reviews awarded as five bonus points for each distinctive title with 90 plus score. So they did a big post. They went over like literally every publisher. There's like a page there. If you click onto the Metacritic uh, list, I think the second page where they've got um, like a bunch of publishers just tied in second place or some widget. Oh, let me open it. I think it was the second page. Yeah. Cause it starts at play way. I was games. And then yeah, the second page, they're like, here's 44 to, 30 <laughs> like it's just a bunch so i'll just do the top 10 of which spoilers playstation one but oh is that what we're talking about that's what we're talking about yeah so number 10 devolver digital had an average metacritic score of 78.3 humble games average meta score of 76.8 number eight annapurna interactive average score of 79.2 obviously the difference there is also the, the weighted with the amount of games they released, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, number seven, Sega Atlas, average score 79.3. Number six, Capcom, 78.6. Take-Two Interactive, 78.9. Focus Entertainment, 80. Uh, number three, Activision Blizzard, 76.5. Number two, Paradox Interactive, 81.8. And number one, Sony Interactive Entertainment with an average Metacritic score of 85.6. Uh, yeah. Do you think this is a worthwhile bragging right? Do you reckon this does anything at Sony headquarters to know that they're the the highest reviewed publisher? Do you reckon they're pleased by this or? I mean, don't I care? don't think they too care too much. Do you know? They already know they're number one, so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I feel like it's, I don't know. It's one of those things where, because obviously they put Metacritic scores and like reviews and stuff and trailers and you know like look at our Metacritic score i'm like where 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 do you put this you know if it was to use this as advertising somewhere (laughs) do you you put this in the next trailer for the high horizon dlc they say from From the the metacritic number one publisher of 2022 you know like what's the how can nobody (laughs) really cares about publishers except for well at least not for the top three you know not for the big three i don't think yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of, where where in uh, the the other two? 
Um, let's have a look. Let's go down. Um, fuck. Where are they? Hey. Uh, number. I can't even see them. Looks like uh, number, number twelve is Nintendo with average Metacritic of seventy-eight point six. Surprised it's not high to be completely honest, but yeah, where the fuck's Xbox? Though? I can't even think. Of. Um, Microsoft. Are they did they fall off the list? <laughs> you know what it probably is, Dylan. Didn't release in the games last year, so can't get a score. Oh shit! <laughs> it's actually true. <laughs> They didn't do enough games to get a score. <laughs> I was like legit looking for them. But I think that's legit why. <laughs> uh, I, th- I do think that's actually why. Because they probably published like, what, one or two games? Or none. <laughs> <laughs> or none, yeah. Oh, shit. Even fucking Atari's in at number 14. <laughs> You know? Right, let's see. Their console's way dead. Yeah, exactly. So what what the fuck's their excuse? There's some wild like random publishers in here too where you're like this stuff. Bradashaka. Like, not the worst. No, not the worst. So um looking for this list though. So when you it's it's interesting like when you look at um like the full breakdown. So you look at something like Annapurna Interactive. So last year they were ranked eighteen, this year they're ranked eight. So you can see like where they they've climbed up a bunch. Um, they had twelve scored products, seventy five percent good, zero percent bad. They had none games in the great or better category, and then they get a total um, score for that. It's like it, it is like like not to do it in like a consolely worry or whatever sort of way. It's like sort of interesting to be able to look back and be like, okay, well out of everything you like as a company put out published. You know, what's the thing? So Sony last year was ranked number two. So they went from two to the first. I can't remember who was on there last year, but um doesn't really matter. So then they had 15 products this year. Uh, 100% were rated good, zero bad. And then they had two games in the greater plus category. Um, so in our publisher ranking, Sony finished just behind Microsoft last year. Hmm. So they had a negative 40-odd percent fall. That's pretty good. Yeah. So putting it work, yeah. So the publisher's playing his worst-ranked game last year was MLB The Show 22, which had a meta score of 77, and that was the worst score. Wow. Pretty good. Pretty good, yeah. Pretty good. All right, that'll do it for this week's episode of Platinum Explosion. Of course, let us know in the uh, comments, the Discord, or the Twitters, whatever, I don't care. Uh, ExplosionNetwork.com slash Twitter takes you to our Twitters. ExplosionNetwork.com slash Discord takes you to our Discord. And if you like the show or you want to explore, uh, export, support, ExplosionNetwork.com, you can do that. ExplosionNetwork.com slash support takes you to our Kofi page. We can donate. A little as a dollar or set up a monthly recurring payment to help support us. And until next week, remember, every trophy counts, except for the one I was playing. This uh, buddy really wanted to try and get the Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 Platinum. And uh, I finally got on and tried to help him do that last night. Uh, we gave up. 
the, the one, one of the trophies <laughs> was too hard and we gave up so now he's one trophy away from a platinum and um, he basically uh, it, it, that got yeeted off his console deleted uh is one trophy away it'll forever rest in peace so every trophy counts except for that one fuck that one what was the trophy you had to beat like a certain mission co-op like mission without setting off any alarms or being seen or like anything like that so yeah it's fine it was pretty pretty hard it's pretty it was pretty hard okay. used, to, used to be able to cheese it they patched it out oh uh, yeah so they fucked us now you gotta do it properly terrible. That's bullshit. Now you gotta have actual skill. Now you gotta have actual skill. Too old for that shit. Yeah.